Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Hello, and we are back with the Family Life Movement Podcast. And again, we have the awesome Lori Lynn with us. Just to recap, Lori Lynn is an award-winning actor raising three children actors. Phenomenal, awesome, love it. She helps independent entrepreneurs expand their reach and increase their bottom line with the power of stories. Thank you, Lori, so much for joining us again. I know we had a lot of fun last time. I know, Jocelyn, thank you for having me back. Matt, it's good to see you again. Uh, love it. All right, um, Lori, if you would tell us a little bit about your story and how you ended up here today. Well, <laughs> I did start out on the traditional track, you know, the go to school, make good grades, go to college, get a degree, get a good job with lots of great benefits. As I mentioned in our, you know, our launch episode. Um, and what I discovered is that being in a confined space without a lot of windows all day long <laughs> with the same people made me sicker than I've ever been in my life. I was in and out of the hospital with different scans and I was being uh, prescribed depression medication. I was dragging myself around. I would literally like go to the bathroom, put my head against the wall and fall asleep. Like, and like I was dubbed her Royal excitedness by a childhood friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is not me. Like not at all. <laughs> so as luck would have it <laughs> because God loves me. Um, I ended up moving to Nashville uh, while I was still working at that job and uh, quit working there so that I could move and get married. And um, I started working at, uh, originally I started working at a, um, a Christian radio station as their underwriting director. And that afforded me a lot more flexibility. So I was, you know, in the studio some, I was out, you know, interacting with the business owners some, I was doing some writing, I was doing some voiceover. Um, it, it like hit all the buttons, it was really nice. And then um, I met someone through that job that introduced me to um, New Song Christian Academy, which is a tutorial program. It's a two day a week program for homes, uh, for families at homeschool. So they have, you know, their kids 24 seven, 365, but two days a week, they get to like send them to somebody else. And um, you know how you uh, teach what you know, but you impart who you are. Um, the beautiful thing about sending the kids to uh, the two day a week program was that the people who were really passionate about their subjects were able to teach those subjects. So I'm passionate about language arts, grammar, spelling, um, stories, literature. And so I started teaching these kids and um, 
again, discovered that the flexibility of both being in the classroom and then, you know, grading papers anywhere I wanted. I could go to a park. I could, you know, sit at a restaurant. I could go anywhere I wanted to go um, and have much more flexibility in my schedule. So that definitely gave me a taste for like, I like controlling my days. <laughs> like it's really nice. So then, um, oddly enough, I discovered I was pregnant for the first time in Uganda in East Africa. So I ended up teaching at a boarding school for orphans there. And, um, I just thought that I was getting sick from you know, like the food or whatever. And <laughs> the pastor's wife that we were, and she's a pastor in her own right, uh, that we were having dinner with ran with me to the bathroom, you know, and like puts her hand on my back and starts praying for me. And then we go back to the table and I think I'm okay. And then I get sick again. And then after about the third time she goes, are you pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I mean, I guess it's possible, um, but I, I had a battled endometriosis, um, just really didn't think I would ever get pregnant, honestly, and uh, turns out I could and did. And so when I came back to the States, all of my kids that I had homeschooled um, as, as their teacher, um, as their tutor at the um, academy were saying that I absolutely had to homeschool. Like there was no way I was gonna send my kid to school. I had to homeschool. Right. And so because of that, I've had to take um, a, a much different approach to um, business. You know, like I can't homeschool and then these kids have grown up and decided that they all like acting and you have to run to auditions and rehearsals. And you know, it, it is a lot of time in the car and it's a lot of time um, just really being present with them. So um, yeah, I've just, I've had to just sort of block out the noise and the expectations, the cultural expectations and just um, really prayerfully look at like, okay, what does life look like for us specifically? And um, it's turned into kind of this solopreneur venture where I edit books and I do acting gigs and I run my kids places and we fit schooling in throughout the day. If we, you know, have a, a gig that we need to, um, to go to or a rehearsal we need to attend. And um, I, I like this, weird little life that we've built. It's really beautiful to me. <laughs> so um, thanks for having me on your podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love how you've, you've taken control of your own story. You're not let, sitting back. You're not letting somebody else write the story for you. You're not sitting back and saying, hey, Lori, you have to fit into this cookie cutter mold of what your family looks like. You have to teach them this specific set of, of, of guidelines and and here's how you teach history here's how you teach things I absolutely love how you've just taken ownership of your story with your kids so when you first started going out on your own and deciding to take charge of your own story what was your goals like what was it that when 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 you I started thinking about this when you started planning out how this would look, what were your goals at that time? Um, so vision drives decision, right? So I caught a vision for what I wanted my kids to look like if I ever had kids when I was teaching at the tutorial. So these kids were remarkable. They were kind, they were respectful. Um, they were a little chatty, 
and sometimes they didn't put their names on their papers. But seriously, like those are the only complaints that I had. I didn't have any bullying. I didn't have any catty attitudes. Um, the kids were getting up early to work on, you know, like, uh, I think I mentioned in the last interview, I had one girl that would get up at 530 in the morning, every morning and practice her figure skating. Like she was training as an Olympic, uh, an Olympic figure skater. Um, I had another student who devoted like eight hour days to dance and ended up becoming the lead choreographer for Britney Spears. So, I mean, these are kids who were passionate and creative and driven and were not waiting to grow up and become something, you know, it wasn't a, um, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like, well, what are you doing now to pursue your passions? And those are the kinds of kids that I wanted. So I didn't want kids <laughs> at all until I met these kids. I'm like, well, gosh, if I could have kids like that, yeah, I would totally have kids. So then I'm like, all right, what's the formula? So the formula is, and here's my secret. Are you ready for this? It's not easy, but it works. I don't own a television and we read lots of books, like old books, like <laughs> old books and books written by dead people <laughs> and about, about people who lived before us. Um, and I mentioned some of them on, on the, um, the shorter podcast that we did the, for your launch episode. But for example, we just finished reading um, the story of my life by Helen Keller that she wrote when she was in her early twenties. And this is a woman who she had no sight. She had no hearing. For a long time, she had no speech, and yet she has become this prolific writer and this phenomenal communicator, and there's so much weight on her words. Sometimes I feel like what we read when I'm reading her words, it's sacred. It's so powerful, and so I'll, in those moments, I'll let myself cry. I'll, I'll tell the girls, like if we're sitting there reading together, cause my son is actually this year, he's at a um, Nashville school of the arts. So he's in a public school for the first time um, with a track toward acting, but they see me visibly moved. And, um, and I think that's important because we become, we want to become what we see. And so what I want to show them is what happened for me, which was, I saw these remarkable sixth, seventh, eighth graders where, you know, everyone was like, what in the world do you teach sixth, seventh, eighth grade language arts? Like, <laughs> are you insane? I'm like, well, yes. And I love my kids. <laughs> They're wonderful. And if I could have kids just like them, I would. And I did. I actually like these kids that I'm raising are very much like the ones that I met and that I'm still in touch with. I'm still in touch with these kids. So, um, so yeah, I think it's just a matter of, you know, seeing what's possible and then looking for like, how did they do it? And then just doing the same. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just absolutely love your philosophy with raising these kids. Like, I'm like, how do we do this? <laughs> I want, yeah, I want my kids, my girls, uh, we have three girls. So I just want them to have that desire to follow whatever they're interested in. Yeah. And it sounds like your kids have definitely done that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, they can't go to technology at my house. We're, we're not a screen free home, but we're a very screen light home. So yeah. I do have laptops that they can have access to, but they have to have permission. Um, and they'll work toward like YouTube videos or whatever, you know, so we're not completely screen free. So when I say I don't have a television, people think like, oh my gosh, like your kids don't even like watch stuff on the computer. I'm like, no, 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 we do. We do that. But 
um, because it's so intentional, whenever we finish a project, the, the default isn't just go veg out in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Their default has become for my youngest, she goes and sits at the piano and she creates, she's writing songs, she's singing and writing, playing. And like that wouldn't, if we didn't have the piano, she wouldn't have, you know, be able to do that. And if she had an easy default, if I didn't allow her to be bored, if I allowed her to just be entertained all day, mm-hmm. um, then those things wouldn't happen. So, you know, like, and when they were really little, I had to intentionally tell myself constantly, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> and then I had moments where I was like, I had the flu one year and I, I really, I thought I was going to die like for days. And I got that free Netflix thing where you could just watch anything for free. And I think my youngest watched every strawberry shortcake episode ever <laughs> created the new one, the old one, and then watched them again because I couldn't do anything. I was just like lying in bed, like, I, just, I you know, don't burn the house down. When <laughs> <laughs> The kids are super, super little. And, you know, I'm like, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Sometimes it's really nice to have that option to just put them in front of the TV for a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Make some dinner. Like, yeah, nap. take a nap. Yeah. No, I hear you, sister. Taking a nap doesn't happen very much. <laughs> no, I hear. Oh, yeah. Well, you got little littles. But, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that is, knowing that it was hard is, is good to just give us that encouragement that it is possible even when it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and it's habits. I mean, it's just daily habits, you know, like they, they could easily get into the habit of, well, I'm just going to go watch a YouTube video right now. Um, and so during those times that I did need to rely on that kind of stuff more heavily, like when my youngest was born, um, I had a C-section and, you know, I had a (laughs) three-year-old and a five-year-old and I'm like, are you kidding me? So I have a girlfriend who has eight children, nine children. She adopted one. She has eight biological children, one adopted child. And she said, Lori, I know that you don't do screen time, but movies are okay. Lots <laughs> of are okay. I'm like, oh, I, don't I know. They will not remember this time. It's just a season. Let your body heal. You've got five layers of stitches it's going to be okay. And I, I needed that. I needed her to just come and go d- take all the pressure off. Yeah. They're going to get through it. You have to heal. Just, you know, lie there in bed, nurse that baby and heal. That's your job. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're hormonal because you just had a baby. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then that, like that, uh, false sense of well-being wears off after all those drugs come out of your body and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Been there. <laughs> I do. I, I, like, we had a C, I had a C-section with my third as well. Wow. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. The healing process was much different. Yeah. And longer. Yes. I think I spent yeah. the first six months not feeling like I was really connecting with anyone. Like I was in this haze or this fog. See, and I I, after my second, but I determined I had postpartum depression after my second. Uh-huh. It took me nine months to figure that out. <laughs> but like that year, I don't remember much of that year. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> I yeah, totally yeah, get I it. Or yeah, C-section could have done that same thing. They put me on drugs though, depression drugs pretty much immediately because mm-hmm. it, a lot happened that 
there preemptively. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's smart. Yeah. So that, yeah. that might have been why I missed that. <laughs> Thankfully. <Yeah. laughs> yep. <laughs> you do what you got to do. You really time. do. <laughs> yeah. We are way off track. <laughs> hey, it's a family podcast, right? <laughs> If we can't talk about this kind of family stuff, I don't know what we can talk about. <laughs> this, this, this is raw. This is real. This is family. So, yeah. you know, and this, and this is the stuff that you have to think about as you're building a business around your family. Right. So if you don't understand that yeah, having kids is rough, if you don't understand that, hey, you know what? You're allowed. Even if you don't have screen time now, and you don't give yourself that leniency. I think the, the thing that I love about hearing you guys talk, especially as a, as a man, not – I, I don't pretend like I have any idea what you guys go through in the total childbirth you know, experience. But I think one of the things I love about what I'm hearing is that as a parent, as an entrepreneur, as an actor, as a mom, as a dad, you have to be willing to give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. If you don't give yourself grace, if you don't you know, understand that, hey, you know what, you're going to have rough days. And some of those rough days might look, like a C-section or, or, you know, giving birth, you know, life happens. But if, if you're not willing to give yourself that grace, then, then you're, you're, you're kind of in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> talking about grace and giving yourself grace yourself, what are some of the challenges that you have when it comes to balancing your work and, your business, your dreams, and your family? Oh, wow. The first thing that comes to mind is looking at my children's faces and having to explain to them that I cannot give them my undivided attention every moment of every day. And it's hard. (laughs) Mom guilt is so heavy. It is so heavy. But like we were talking about with giving them the opportunity to be bored, having those windows of time where I'm working on a project and then turning it around and saying, look, when you're working on a project, do I come and interrupt you? If you're in the middle of writing a song, do I come and, you know, demand your attention or do I let you finish what you're doing? And most of the time, unless we have to, you know, walk out the door and most of the time they know like what our routine is, um, I let them finish, you know, or if they're talking to their friends and I just try to, to bring it back around to, woo, I'm talking with my hands <laughs> on my computer. Um, but try to ha- help them put themselves in my shoes where you're super important to me. And I also have to pay to keep the lights on <laughs> and, you know, to have water and you want new clothes and, you know, those things cost money. And in order to generate that money, I can't just, spend all of my time being available to you every moment of every day. I am here the majority of the time. And because I work from home, I am available, you know, if like something catches fire or someone's bleeding or whatever, but if it can wait, you know, let's, let's let it wait. And so I'm constantly having to revisit that over and over and over again. Um, so that's probably my hardest struggle. It's a good reminder. <laughs> they don't get it the first time. That's a good reminder. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that concept is. I think it's, a, it's such a difficult concept to 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 understand. So one of the things that we've been trying to teach our kids is this attitude of gratitude. That mm-hmm. you, you know we don't live in a, a huge house. We just moved into an apartment, 
a townhouse apartment. And so understanding and, and kids, we have a six year old, a four year old and one that's 16 months. They very much see, holy cow, mommy and daddy have everything that they want. They have a, a car, not a great car, not a fancy car, but we have a car, we have a minivan, we have, you know, we're able to go out and buy groceries. And so understanding that, you know, mommy and daddy don't have everything they want. You like, I want a brand new full size extended cab truck. And, you know, I, I, I don't have that. Uh, you know, there's, there's other things, toys, you know, Jocelyn would love to have a convertible. Uh, uh, it's not practical anymore. (laughs) And, but I I think (laughs) taking strategies like what you're, like what you're doing is, is awesome. One of the things that we had a chance to do is we just recently started uh, sponsoring a couple of kids through World Vision. And so we go, we learn about the kids, we learn about their countries, and we learn about the, some of the struggles that they're having. We learn about that they may, you know, one of the kids that one of the girls is supporting, they don't have both parents. And so we need to be grateful and thankful for the things that we have, the opportunities that we have. You know, other countries, they wouldn't be able to, you know, to act, to do all these, you know, awesome things, to have these, you know, incredible experiences. So I think that's, that, that is definitely one of the essential things as parents, we need, we need to teach our children. Yeah, we had an experience a couple of years ago where um, my middle daughter got to be on stage at TPAC, which is like the, where they do the Broadway shows, um, Broadway series shows in Nashville alongside some Broadway actors. So um, there were a couple of people, oh goodness, I'm trying to remember her name now, but she played um, Elphaba in Wicked um, for months. And she was there on stage with my daughter. Um, And then I think we went to the zoo later that afternoon and they rode the carousel and they're all dolled up, you know, with makeup from shows and stuff. And I'm like, you are living a charmed life. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to think that this is normal. Like, <laughs> that, I mean, that, that particular year was especially charmed. So my middle, well, all three of my kids have been part of the theater bug, which by the way, was just featured on Good Morning America, like this week. <laughs> So they're on national television, you know, like you do. And so we, <laughs> again, we got up at 5.30 in the morning. We're like, all right, we're going to go surprise Miss Corey, the absolute best children's theater director on the planet. Um, she is absolute gold. So my kids have been um, groomed by her over the years. And one of the um, producers who was producing a country music video asked if anyone from the children's theater could audition for it because they they were having trouble getting kids from uh, agencies because they were getting models and they needed a, an actor who could hang with them for a 12 hour shoot. Mm. So they needed someone who could like play to the camera for hours on end and actually wear a 10 pound camera around her waist. So um, we ended up auditioning Mira for that, she, um, she landed that role. So if you want to look it up, it's um, Ray Lynn. She is a country music artist and the song is Love Triangle and it's beautiful. It's, um, it will make you cry. <laughs> Just go ahead and warn you. But it's her story of um, being the child of divorced parents and that was her love triangle. 
being mm-hmm. caught in between the mom and the dad. Um, so she got to do that. And then the director, who's this award-winning director, he keeps getting like, you know, music video of the year, year after year after year. He said that um, the next video that they were going to be doing was with this really big name artist with this huge budget. And he, you know, would like to see if maybe we could fit Mira in for that. Well, they ended up not casting her because they wanted the child to be a little bit younger. So he said, you have another daughter, right? And she's an actor. (laughs) (laughs) So we auditioned her and she got to be in the the music video with Florida Georgia Line and Tim McGraw for the song, um, May We All. So if you look up the song, May We All, with Florida Georgia Line, the little girl who's standing there at the um, the fence at this dirt racetrack, screaming, "Daddy, that's my baby!" <laughs> so that video, the Raylin video, and being on stage with um, you know all these Broadway actors happened the same year. And I'm like, "You guys, for real, like you're living a charmed life. Do not let this go to your head." <laughs> and then we would continue to do things like. Um, uh, pick up baked goods at a local grocery store and take them to the homeless ministry because I just want them to see like this, this is not normal. Like what, what we're doing is not normal. It is beautiful and it's a gift, but you know, we're all on this journey yeah. and some of us, you know, have hit up on hard times and we've, you know, got knocked down. And so we just, we've got to be there, you know, for other people when, when they're struggling and celebrate, you know, with those that are like crushing it. We had a, we had a year, man. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt was, t- I, I unfortunately wasn't present, but Matt was telling me about, um, he was telling my, they were looking at a video about these, these kids that they sponsored in Africa and they were watching a video of the water conditions over there. And thankfully, I don't know if thankfully is the right word, but she was very um, emotional about that situation, how these, these, the water conditions were so sad. And she was like, I want to make sure all these kids get, I mean, it's, I love that she's so empathetic to other, other, other people's plights. Yeah. That's something that I'm really, yeah. (laughs) So I think that 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 brings up a, a really good question a really good struggle that i think a lot of parents have and that is how do you instill this attitude of gratitude you know as an actress as an entrepreneur as all the things that you're going to and going through and and giving these opportunities to your daughters because you know not every parent has these opportunities and, and other parents have different opportunities what are some of the ways that you instill this attitude of gratitude into your kids and how can other parents do it Uh, Well, like I mentioned, you know, serving with an organization that serves the homeless in Nashville, that's one way that we do it. Um, Reading stories of other people, Jocelyn, I was about to say, um, Missionary Stories with the Millers is a book that we have read over and over and over. Um, And I think that it would really resonate with your daughter. Um, They're so beautiful. Oh, the stories are so beautiful. Um, One of the things, one of the habits that we have Um, that I do every single day is when we do our bedtime prayers, I have them do these thankfuls. And so they say every single night, each one of them, three things from the day that they're thankful for. That's awesome. 
every night, like almost without fail. It brings it to top of mind. Yep. They know that they're going to be asked that every night then. Yep. And so when they go to bed, that's what they're thinking. You know, they're, they're going to bed with a heart full of gratitude. And even if they're upset about something, I'm like, oh no, like you can find something (laughs) you are grateful for from today. I don't care if it's like your sheets are clean, you know, (laughs) like you can find something to be grateful for. And so we do, we make sure that every single night, that's the way that we, you know, like the bookends of our days are we get up, we snuggle, we read, we pray, we say three things that we're grateful for. And, and those little habits compound every day. And eventually, you know, you just develop um, a mindset of being grateful, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't happen by accident. No, None of, nothing that's worth it is happens. by. Yeah, accident. It's true. Yeah. And I think I mentioned about like not having a TV. So it's really easy to compare yourself with other kids and what they have. And um, all of a sudden my thing is saying leave site. Um, But because we read books that are timeless, like living books, um, biographies, historical fiction. um, I think I mentioned just David, which is, oh, it's a treasure. Um, Any of those books help them to put themselves in the shoes of someone else that may not have the experience that they're having, may not be as um, well off as they are. And I think that, that reading books probably more than anything has helped to shape them into being um, kind, respectful humans who are grateful and, um, and want to contribute, you know, that aren't like, you know, all about me. And I mean, we have our moments, don't get me wrong. Like we have to attack it like constantly. But um, when we see other kids acting that way, we can kind of take a step back and be like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of ugly. And, you know, how can we reshape how we're thinking about our situations um, and then use examples from books we've read or, you know, I don't know, just, just trying to be like super mindful every single day with what we're consuming, what we're being exposed to. Um, Because again, we want to become what we see. And so I want them to see beauty. I want them to see kindness. I want them to see people treating each other um, with love. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Movement Podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. To hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the Family Life Movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.